are in. Uh, so. Hello. This is episode one. Uh, Bourbon Imbalance podcast. We played around um, with a lot of different names. Um, it's amazing that when you decide to start a podcast, that's the hardest thing. Or at least, it, yeah. It was definitely like <laughs> a top three of crap. What do we name it? Um, There's just because so many we want podcasts that, now that it was hard to yeah. like, come up with. Yeah, and there's a lot of twists on words to that uh, try and catch people's attention, um, whether it's like ridiculously explicit or it's uh, (laughs) just kind of like boring mainstream and sounds like everything else. Yeah. Um, I guess as a preface, this is this is the first episode, so we don't really know what we're getting ourselves into. We're gonna try and just chat uh, and not be too explicit because when Tully and I are together, we can get kind of funky, but. Yeah, that's going to be the hard thing is like not throwing out back. too many, too many uh, like inside jokes yeah. and those kinds of you things. You know, I didn't even think about that actually because I feel like when you have, you know, like one of your best friends, you have like years of things that you just genuinely, genuinely joke about or generally joke about. I don't know, whatever. Um, that only you guys get, or maybe you only get it with like a group of people. And this group of people might not even know who we are yeah uh so if we make some type of inside joke they're gonna be like i was thinking about that earlier today because we are particularly odd yeah (laughs) and that i don't think people would enjoy our sense of humor sometimes so uh why don't you lead off yeah yeah so uh yeah bourbon and bourbon and balance podcast uh my name is ryan schaefer um i am one of two head coaches at eighth day gym um a functional functional space uh downtown grand rapids where we host um or we hold kind of crossfit style classes functional fitness classes um, boot camp classes um, all centered around you know moving well and um, getting people prepared in a general sense for pretty much any type of fitness activity um whether it's you know, they want to compete in the sport of fitness or for the sport of fitness, um, Olympic weightlifting, um, or they just want to be able to go snowboarding with their kids or um, go on a hike with, you know, with friends. Um, it's kind of a general preparedness of fitness. Um, right downtown, Kitty Corner to Founders Brewery. Um, and that is my full time. So I'm full time head coach. Um, How long have you been well doing as, that? As well as full time athlete. Um, so I was I went to school for supply chain um, and math, and graduated from Grand Valley State University downtown Grand Rapids um, in 2014. I worked uh, as a supply chain professional for uh, about three and a half years um, at a company in Grand Rapids, and then um, was also trying to train full time uh, to basically fitness professionally fitness really fast um and so ended up competing for eighth day gym from a a previous gym uh that we'll i'm sure talk about quite a bit as well and um yeah created a really cool relationship with the owner um joe sobolski at eighth day gym and ended up getting an opportunity to go full-time as a as a coach and as an athlete to continue chasing kind of that professional fitnessing career crossfit career um at the same time of you know coaching full-time and then um, helping run the business downtown um 
So that's kind of very like tip of the iceberg background to me. Yeah, it's a wild path though. Like uh, when I explain to people that you're the head coach at eighth day and then I explain the path that you got there, it's, I mean, it's a little bit more typical now in CrossFit where people are like corporate cubicle, like yeah. tired of that and then break off and go full full tilt into fitness. Yeah. Um, but it's definitely not your typical path. No, especially no. to be a coach. No, yeah. Like yeah. some and, people are just athletes. Like right. they're still athletes in the CrossFit and like strongman and those right. Olympic weightlifting that are working like a nine to five and yeah. then competing. But you dove full in like, see you later, corporate America. Yeah, that was, uh, <laughs> yeah, definitely like, a, a, if you want to say shift, it was, it was a leap of faith that I took. Big time. Um, yeah, my wife and I had many discussions. Uh, I think the one of the funnier, I guess, um, conversations that I had about making that leap was with my parents, and it was just a ge- like, just a normal like Wednesday afternoon phone call that I made to them. Um, they live in the Detroit area, which is about two hours from Grand Rapids where we live, and uh, you know, check in with your parents, you talk to them and stuff. And <laughs> that call was basically like, "Hey, mom, dad, um, I'm quitting my job and leaving." Uh, you know, what I went to school for, for four and a half years to exercise and teach exercise. Uh, and that's what, you know, that's kind of how they interpret it because yeah. they're not uh, necessarily super familiar with, um, with CrossFit. They've been to many events and, and they kind of understand what I do, but at the same time, you know, my dad worked for Ford for, for 40 years. My mom still works for Delta. Yeah. Uh, and so they, they were with the company, you know, they were with, or, are currently with the same company that they've worked for their entire life, you know, 40, you know, four decades. Um, and for me to work for three and a half years in a, in a corporate role and then basically just can it to chase a dream, uh, that's definitely outside of the norm of that generation. Well, yeah, I mean, let alone, I mean, that's almost really, like a difficult telling your parents you're gonna, you know, quit and become a surfer, or quit and become a musician. Yeah, like, yeah. Are you sure, honey? Yeah, yeah. You're really just chasing. I think this is just a phase. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's not a. It's not a phase, mom. Uh, yeah, I mean, I'm a year and a half into it now, um, and you know, these are things that we'll we'll dive into in the future and and whatnot. But um, you know, the happiness level on a happiness scale, um, it's you can't even. I can't rank where I'm at now in comparison to what I was doing before. No. Um, I mean, the the lifestyle is just, uh, I mean, tenfold um, better in terms of, you know, like uh, happiness and, and my job involvement is something that, you know, I wake up and I'm, I'm like itching to get to work. Uh, Sunday nights no longer have that, you know, that like, oh crap. Sunday like, scaries. Yeah. The Sunday scaries. Like yeah. there's no such, I mean, don't get me wrong. Like work is work and there's gotta be effort behind it and you gotta, you know, have to prepare for your weeks, but, um, it's, it doesn't even compare to what yeah. I was doing before. It's not, yeah, it's it, no, I, and, I, I'm there with you because you feel like you're in a job where you're either just a number yeah. or you're, uh, you know, I don't know, like the, the quote that I hear all the time is like, 
if you if your presence doesn't make a difference you know yeah. your absence won't either uh. and that's the kind of thing like i feel like a lot of people feel that way in their corporate sure. job like i could die tomorrow and it won't and make a difference be replaced whereas at eighth day if you die tomorrow like you're they're probably gonna like put a plaque up and like a picture <laughs> yeah. of you i and, would like, hope people would be somewhat like, i would talking sure. about you for a long time after yeah that, so. and i mean to be fair like i didn't hate my job it's not that like I despised working at no. the company that I worked for. Um, I worked with awesome people. I had, you know, a great boss. Um, it's just the fulfillment of the work that I was doing, you know, was not filling uh, that like happiness void that I had um, every time that I was there or every yeah. day that I was there. So, um, yeah, I mean, where I'm at now in in terms of like, uh, you know, like fulfillment or happiness or um, – it's all just kind of wrapped into this like weird dream that I think I'm living. Um, and I, I still feel, and I, I've told this to probably you a bunch of times, but a lot of people like, I feel like I'm going to wake up one of these mornings and it's going to all be a dream and then I'm going to have to go back into work. Yeah. Um, and so it's, it's really cool to say that. And I work with awesome people now and, um, some of my clients are like, you know, some of my best friends and I get to train every day with sure. one of my best friends who's also my teammate. And, uh, so yeah, I'm I'm definitely happy where I'm at, and uh, Eighth Day Gym is a great home to to be at for sure. It's been fun, to but enough to make the le- leap, man. It's I know been cool. it's been wild. It's been wild. Uh, you've been there through every kind of stage of that too. We'll get into that. Uh, but uh, yeah, what's up with you? Who are you? Uh, Who my name's Tully Chapman. I uh, am the strength and conditioning coach slash coordinator slash air traffic controller <laughs> at <laughs> Granville slash, High School. In Granville, Michigan, um, which is on the southwest side of Grand Rapids. And, uh, man, it's been quite a journey. I uh, went to college at Trine University. Yeah. And gorgeous. Where the heck is that? Exotic Angola, Indiana. (laughs) Um, Exotic Angola. That's um, great. So uh, I played college football there. I was a mediocre at best football player. Oh, come on. I was like second string, and I was on like the special teams. Um, but, uh, while you're really strong, yeah. So that's what I, uh, you know, it's a five foot eight, not very fast white kid with red hair. I I was trying to break through the depth chart. Yeah. Watch it. (laughs) Um, and, uh, I don't know. It was, uh, I always appreciated like movies like Rocky four when he's got like the training montage. I'm like, Man, Side note, I I've never out. seen any of the full Rocky movies, so don't hate me for that. It's Watch fine. any movie I know that has to do with boxing, My wife and you'll get a good training montage. Sure, sure. But I just eat that shit up. I just almost drank my microphone. I just, I love those kinds of things. I always, my brain was always like very romantic about like, I can outwork someone and like be better than them. Sure. Um, I found out that sometimes people are just better at a sport than you. Yeah, but still, fine. I fell in love with the idea of transforming myself, particularly my between my junior and senior year of college. I like really felt like I wasn't in the right position. I was like, okay, I want to play linebacker. I weigh 185 pounds. I got to pack on some weight. So in about six months, I gained 40 pounds Ooh. and PR'd like, all my lifts, uh, clean bench and squat. Clean bulk, and of course, I'm sure. Uh, no, it was a hang clean no, with bulk. straps. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, clean bolt. Oh, I think it's a clean pole. A clean 40 yeah. pounds uh, of straight. I was, like, not super chunky. Sure. 
but I mean, you uh, were a thick boy. It was it was like buckets of like we're talking entire mixing bowls of <laughs> Alfredo sauce, oh, whole yeah. chicken breasts, and then the the penne. That's like the protein plus pasta. Sure. Whole box. So. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. So we're talking like, and that was every meal. I'd go to, like I'd go to Sam's Club carbs. and just load up the cart. Yeah, yeah it was like five thousand plus calories it's a day. Super cheap. Yeah, your body can digest it pretty well. Yeah, and at least at that on, time at when that I was time, twenty years old. And you just threw on the weight. Yeah. Um, so you played football there. Yeah, and then that from tried. there, yep. So from trying, I went to Northwestern State University in Nagadish, Louisiana. Hey. Just another. Another beautiful, huge, exotic, huge town. metropolitan area. <laughs> um, and I did a strength and conditioning internship there. And it was there that I was like, this is what I'm, I'm going to do forever. Yeah. yeah. But uh, unfortunately, when that was ending, they already had their GA spots and coaching spots filled. So I had to find a job. So I went to D- Detroit to uh, Taylor Truman High School. Yeah. And while I was there doing football coaching and a million different part time jobs, our head football coach got hired at Granville, and that's how I ended up at Granville. He asked me yeah. to come out, and my then girlfriend, now wife, Kit, uh, she was going to Grand Valley, so we moved in together, yep. and the rest is like history. A month after yeah. that was when we met. Yeah, so that was a weird thing too, because at the high school we got there, and there was no strength program at all. Yeah. We built it from the ground up. You know, we wow. advertised for like a month. You literally built that building also well, from the ground so up that was kind of in the works before sure. i got there i didn't sure. actually have any say that went any, any into anything with our beautiful ten thousand square foot yeah, multi-million dollar weight room um i was just doing strength work at the high school for free you know getting a few bucks here and there yeah. from whatever team working a bunch of different part-time jobs but yeah we advertised for a month like we were starting spring training sessions yeah and the first session we had 11 kids up Fast forward this week, we have over a thousand kids registered, and a regular day is five hundred kids. We start training that you see specifically. Well, I don't see all of them. We have two PE teachers that also see uh, that also come in, but uh, yeah. So we are essentially a a strength and conditioning staff, and then I have uh, six interns as well through Grand Valley right now. That report to you. If you were to look at it out on the outside without the label of high school, sure. it would look like a professional or a collegiate staff. Yeah. Now, how many uh, teams do you oversee uh, um, in in terms of their strength programs? Uh, yeah. So we have 32 varsity. Well, technically 34 now because we have powerlifting. We okay. added that as a sport. And that's uh, a varsity sport? Well, it's a club it's sport a club technically, sport. but the school, anything that the, the kids are going to pay money for, we count it at that allotment. But okay. we also co-op for some that I don't see. Like gymnastics goes up to Kenwa Hills High School. Okay. Um, but we co-op with some like Calvin Christian sends us kids for hockey. Okay. So, so we've got So 34 total teams. At the school, I probably work with 28. 28 teams. Yeah. And over the course of the 10 months of the school In those 28 teams, there's... How many students do you think? A lot. Well, we have multi-sport athletes as well, sure. but we also have at least a th- no. I wouldn't say a third. Maybe a quarter of the kids are non-athletes. That kids that just want to work out. Oh, really? Because you know we're at the place now, YouTube, any social media where yeah. kids are a little bit more knowledgeable sure. of things, and they know that there's like guys like Wiz Khalifa is a great He's example, a or somebody now, right? that like. Or an MMA fighter. Yeah, forever was just like a skinny MMA. dude, and just now, smoked a bunch of. Pop. Yeah, he's a rapper, and then and now he like trains, and he got really ripped, and does that kind of stuff. Yeah, and there's so, so there's people that, that, that are not and... 
that are not NFL football players or U.S. women's soccer players yeah. that are training. That so the kids are seeing that more, and yeah. they're just wanting to get in and do just work out stuff, which is so. crazy to think. You know, so we're we're both twenty eight. When we were in high school, you think ten years ago, our senior no, year in just, high school, yeah, just had my I ten mean, year reunion, and the only people in the weight room were people that were playing sports, except for there would be like one or two kids in every class that just worked out, and it was usually because it was a blow off class. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was not <laughs> like, like they my were teacher there didn't to make get it a blow off, but he also didn't like lay into the kids that weren't sure, athletes. Sure, you know? yeah. Over a decade, high school sports in general, strength and conditioning, now has changed a full three sixty. Yeah, well, I think. One, social media, strength sure. coaches are sharing their information. Sure. And two, CrossFit, really, I give a lot of credit for making yeah. general population people more knowledgeable yeah. about strength and conditioning. Barbells in people's hands. It's like it's normal to go it's to like a, a corporate gym now and they have platforms and bumpers yeah. and barbells. Yeah, you think 10 years ago you walk into a YMCA or a Lifetime Fitness or an MVP. They've got like there's your, no way you're maybe seeing. Maybe one spot rack. Yeah. And then and a couple probably, dedicated benches. Yeah. And then you would never see bumper plates. No. You would never see kettlebells. Um, and if you did, they were like four pounds. Yeah. And they were stuffed in a corner where nobody would use them. Yeah. Um, There's I a lot mean, of gyms now into, that have like a rig. They will have oh, yeah. it like oh, they'll, yeah. they'll sell machines and put in like a rig, which is a cool thing to see. It's I mean, it's nice when you're on the road and sure. you have to drop in. Sure. Some gym. Just That's actually some of my favorite workouts is to do like a little CrossFit thing and then get on the machine oh, and get and just, a little bro pump. Yeah, oh, yeah. A little hypertrophy action. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, you walk into gyms like like I'm from the east side of the state. So you walk into a lifetime fitness now. Yeah. And they have an entire program dedicated to functional fitness, right? They have rigs. They have as many bumper plates and really, really nice barbells that you can use and do any type of, you know, CrossFit, Olympic lifting workout, power lifting even, um, that 10 years ago you would have to go to some dungeon in the back of, you know, a meat shop to be <laughs> yeah, able to do or you know, some crazy like he said she said gym in order yeah. to find that type of equipment. That's like West Side Barbell is yeah. literally just like yeah. a closet. Yeah, there's no it was just signs. like word of mouth. Yeah. No website, no yeah. phone number. Now you walk into a YMCA and they have tires you can flip and yeah. you know, like full platforms and turf and um yeah, I think just over the years things have changed and and to see you in basically a dream role. Right. Oh yeah, I don't. Um, I don't even work. I mean, occasionally there's things that are you know frustrating that I have to get yeah, done. Sure, but that's with any job. Just like you said, with like you you've seen me go through all of this. I mean, I remember when we first met. I was still in the mindset of, I'm going to corporate America. I'm going to make a great salary and have this comfort. Um, Climb the ladder. Do all and, that. Yeah, yeah, and yeah, and. And then you, I remember you saying or explaining to me, like, I want to be a strength and conditioning coach. And I kind of thought in my head, like, this guy's crazy. Like, there's no way he's going to be able to do this for a living and be comfortable. Well, yeah. And at the time, I was working four part-time jobs. Sure. And I was pretty miserable. Sure. Just like <laughs> sure. All over but the place. But you still had that dream that, like, you know, one day you're going to get to this position where you oversee all of these kids and, uh, and write strength programs for them and, yeah and then also you know with your love of football now you're still on the sidelines at football games and 
Um, these kids look up but to you. In I a get way to be that... on the sideline for everything, you know. Yeah, yeah, kids, yeah. Kids, yeah. that's one of the best things is being a part of every team now. Yeah. And so, like, you know, when we like our rugby girls state championship, they just like asked me to come down to the sideline. Uh, uh, boys lacrosse all the time will just ask me, like, "Hey, coach, can you come?" Yeah. You know, to the game. Yeah, and, these kids and they'll love ask you. me, and they'll see me in the stands, and they'll ask me to come down so cool. and like be on the sideline. Yeah. Um, and even coming to to the high school you know, every once in a while and lifting with you there, like these kids respect you beyond, you know, what I would have ever thought a high school kid would, um, especially for, you know, a strength and conditioning coach, which in our high school days was not really a thing. No. Right. And now strength you're... and conditioning is really in the same place. Sports medicine, like athletic training sure. was 20, 30 years ago where it was like, Colleges, professional teams yeah. had. High school was an afterthought. Yeah. Uh, or, or the giant high schools would have a full-time strength sure. coach a lot, or um, athletic trainer. A lot of them would be, you know, outsourced by like a hospital yeah. or like a physical therapy company or something. Yeah. And they would yeah. only be there for the games. Whereas, you know, same thing here. Uh, I would say instead of being outsourced, it was usually like the football coach was a PE teacher and ran the weight yeah, room. Yeah, it was at just like an school. all-in-one bundle package. Yeah, Where and now it was just like the de facto strength coach because right. football lifts. So if you want to lift, right. go see that coach. And now your specific role is to create programs for each individual sport to make these athletes better at their sport. Yeah, while also teaching them how to lift, mm-hmm. you know, the proper way, keeping them safe, um, and then also help you know help mentor them through you know their. I guess their time at the high school. So yeah. it's uh it's definitely different than what we had in the past. Yeah. And we are even trying to level it up more where it's not you know, a lot of our programs are almost the same thing. And you know, we'll get into this with general principles of sure. strength and conditioning. Sure. But everybody's doing a squat, hinge, push, pull, carry, yeah. sprint. Regardless of sport, everybody's doing pretty much the same thing. The only things we're varying is like their loads and intensities based on their competition and practice sure. schedule. So that's what's sport specific. But like I had a kid last week that came up to me and he said, Coach, what can I do? I'm done with my main lifts. Can I do some sport specific stuff? And I was like, No, just go knock out your rows and lunges. Yeah. You play baseball, you need to have strong lats and legs. Right, right. Um, and then your sports-specific work is go see your baseball coach to hit and throw and yeah. do that kind of stuff. Yeah. So and, that's another yeah, thing. Yeah, that's, come, again, we'll we'll get into this. Yeah. But, so. like, you know, athletes, in especially in high school or even younger, um, they want to start lifting and they want to start doing all of these accessory works. And in, in reality, like, yeah, there's a lot. There's probably, like, five or six main lifts that those kids can be doing to get better. But – playing that sport or just sport in general yeah um should be number one in their books yeah anyways let's not well, dive too much into that's that. something that we're going to talk about a lot as well i feel like though because your training program really is much much different than you know weekend warrior joe sure. that comes off the street there's a big difference between training for performance to be better at sport sure and then there's a big difference to being healthier for general and life because wellness. Like if you look at the training that like Westside Barbell or uh, you, Thor Bjornsson, the yeah, strongman guy, strongman. the training that that guy does is not extending his lifespan. Right. Like that right. is not. Nor like, is it. I mean, you can yeah, you can look at all of those performance sport athletes or professional athletes in those sports. Like they're not doing those things to live at you know 
generally speaking, they're not doing those things to live a happier, healthier life. No. They're beating the crap out of themselves yeah. day in and day out, doing everything physically possible to recover on their off days, and then hitting it again so that in a competition they're you know at the peak performance level, where the majority of people um, in general fitness want to move better, want to feel healthier, right? Um, have more energy, sleep better, um, and live a, a more balanced life. Yeah. Um, versus being really, really good at running a 400 meter dash yeah. or lifting a stone that weighs, you know, hundreds of pounds onto a box. Um, in the background, there is a gremlin rolling <laughs> on the floor and that is my dog. I don't know if you can see him. His name is Chandler. Oh, he's giving Tully some love, but, um, so that's actually a pretty good lead into what really the podcast is about is, uh, for both of us, um, you know, I think we've done a great job in our life of, uh, training and attacking those kinds of goals and living, you know, a fulfilling, um, career and, uh, enjoying the things that we like to do. So yeah, yeah. Um, obviously, we like, like to drink bourbon. Yeah. We like to eat pizza, oh, um, so ice cream, that kind of stuff. But um, we figured out ways to, you know, make life throughout the week easier and make those decisions easier. Yeah, so. and and balance is a word to me that has meant um, more than just you know being able to balance this thing or that thing or this food or that food. Um, I think a fulfilling life is full of balance in every aspect mm -hmm. um, of life that we live, whether it's, you know, uh, balancing time with our family versus, you know, work, um, balancing good foods versus bad foods, right, yep. in quotation marks, um, balancing weekend fun with, you know, during the week training in respect to us. Um, and I think a balanced life in all aspects of our life um, that's sustainable is going to give us the most, uh, happiness that, you know, that we can achieve, uh, and, and sustain, um, kind of as we get older, as we progress through whatever sport we're in. Um, and yeah, obviously like bourbon and balance, it, it, it sounds good. Um, it, but it also means much more than you and I drinking bourbon on the weekend together and yeah. having balance within our lifestyle. So, um, yeah, we love bourbon. Don't get me wrong, but um, I think balance is just—it's uh, a—it's a word that means a lot to both of us, um, and it—it it can be reflected in pretty much everything that we do, um, specifically. Which again, like these are topics that we'll cover a little yeah. bit more in depth in the future, but um, just kind of a good uh, like intro to what we're shooting for. Sure, I think the thing that I thought of when we were discussing like kind of the premise of things that we wanted to talk about was like people love to talk about self-care and be like, I'm doing self-care. I'm going to do a mask sure. and screw it. I'm going to have a whole <laughs> pint of Haagen-Dazs. Yeah. Like that's the thing that I think we're going to have some tough conversations with people about is that balance is actually like waking up early sometimes and going to do a workout when you need to do it or balance is sometimes saying no to things yeah. or sometimes yeah. balances balances about making more hard decisions sometimes than people want. To, sure. So. Sure. Instead of, yeah. Instead of just saying, well, I'll have this versus that. And that's balance in my life. It's, um, the hard decisions, but then also being able to enjoy easier decisions of like, do you want another slice of pizza? Mm -hmm. I do. Because if I, 
don't have that slice of pizza, right, then mentally I'm thinking to myself, oh, I can't even have a slice of pizza, mm-hmm. right? And then it's a mental game with myself yep. um, versus just being able to enjoy, you know, some of the finer things in life that maybe don't, uh, and by finer things, I mean pizza, yes. Um, <laughs> but like maybe It's that, one of the finest things, yeah. okay? Dude, what are you doing? Are you okay? He wants to be in on the I podcast. Know. Let's get off here. Um, let's just quickly go through how we met. Um, oh yeah, we didn't even dive into that. We didn't that. really touch into that. Like, why are we best friends? Where did we meet? When yeah. was our first kiss? <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> but maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, well, it was right after you moved to yeah. Grand Rapids to uh, live so with I, Kit. I started at Granville like February fourth, twenty thirteen. Fourteen. Fourteen. Twenty fourteen. So early of 14. Okay. Yeah. And then it would have been... Really? It was the second week of the CrossFit Open. I walked into CFGR CrossFit Grand Rapids, yep. which I coach for CrossFit Grand Rapids. Um, right now, I'm taking a little leave of absence just because the high school really needs me. They're really short sure. teachers and subs. But yeah, so... Man, 14. Remember, okay. Yeah. So I was still in school. They had just moved. Yeah, you were still in school. So you had just graduated end of 13. Mm-hmm. And then I was finishing my last year, yeah, because I graduated in December of 14. Yeah. So I was still in school. Man, that's weird to think about. Yeah, it's crazy. Holy cow. Yeah, and we were, I was, uh, and my girlfriend at the time, now wife, um, Jericho, um, we were both members at CrossFit Grand mm-hmm. Rapids. Um, still great friends with all the people there. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, you walked in, and I remember thinking, man, this kid is really strong and has really orange hair. Um, but, yeah, and then I think we just kind of, like, I I want to say we started talking about, I, like, bro lifting. Yeah, well, I remember that. And we did one, deadlifts The really first time early. we actually had a conversation was I was there. I, I mean, Kit and I were living together, but essentially, like, we, I have kids. I had nothing to do. Yeah. And we were finishing up a wad, and I remember Lisa Ely saying to me, um, hey, do you want to stick around? We're going to watch the CrossFit Open announcement, and then we're going to do the workout. Oh, and yeah. I was like, it was like, what we is, would do them right yeah. when they got announced. I don't even know what you're talking about. Like, I don't. what's the Open, all yeah. those kinds yeah, of yeah, things. Yeah. So we're like sitting around, and everybody's like all jacked up. Like, oh, oh I bet the workout's going to be this movement and this yeah. movement and this movement. And I'm just Dave like. Dave Castro comes on, you're like, who are yeah, these people? This is this is neat. This yeah. is a neat cult. <laughs> yeah. These people I, are cool. I've never been into cults before, yeah. but I'll try anything. Just smiling. Um, and then, yeah, I think we were ta- just talking about, like, what if it was curls for time? Yeah, yeah, or yeah, some, yeah. Some sort of thing was. like that. And that's how we ended up talking about that. And, and then we kind of just started training together. Yeah. And then we had a couple nights out with the guys and, yeah. and just, like, totally bro-bonded right away. Yeah. It's been bromance ever since. Great. Yeah. Fast forward. You were in my wedding. I was in your wedding. Yeah. And now we're like best buds living this crazy lifestyle. I do that, but we're. If you guys are just listening, we just (laughs) threw up some sick. uh, What are those called? Like rock fingers? Yeah. Rock. rock The the Tim Duncan fingers? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Yeah. And now, you know, we work full time jobs, we see each other as much as we can. Yeah, well, but we're doing this damn man, thing right now. We're like real adults now, though, man. It's crazy. Hey, you want to like, go get coffee? Yeah, well, I only have like a half hour, but yeah, yeah let's yeah. do it. Let's do it. <laughs> it uh, the weekend is the one that's really crazy. Oh, it yeah. used to be like 
Friday night, like yeah, let's know, hang two, out, three a.m. You know, do Train all sorts at of goofy things. Seven a.m. the next day, going to the gym, like oh, feeling rough, smelling it was rough. the worst. No shower, yeah, sweating out, sweat out Pro- the booze. Probably not bourbon at that time because it was no, too expensive. It was definitely PBR yeah. or like something like Oof. that. Yeah, we've but come a long way. I, yeah, I mean, everybody makes those decisions. It's part. funny how like. I feel like our training was insane as well. Oh, yeah. Like, the training was just so dumb. Just and it, so much volume. As much volume as you could pack into, yep. like, four hours. Yep. And then we'd go nap. Like, because max we were, out. And oh then, like, gosh. do a Metcon. Like, max out. Do some other things. With do, like, like, a bunch of 500 abs milligrams like, of caffeine pumping through the veins. Minimum. Uh, oh, my gosh. Those are rookie numbers. You got to yeah. bump those <laughs> yeah. numbers up. And now it's Especially like, if we were, like, we're kind of driven by training. it. Uh, I'm sure we'll get kind Brandon of. on. Oh, Brandon yeah, Hobbs, absolutely. one of our really good friends. Uh, Brandon Every Friday and, was Max yeah, Out Friday. Yeah, I was going to say, and Sam Parker, who's the owner at CrossFit Grand yeah, Rapids, yeah, yeah. we would all watch John North training videos, and he'd take, like, Johnny four Shankle. scoops. Yeah, four scoops Ugh. of C4 in, like, a an iced Starbucks coffee, yeah. and we'd be like, no big deal. We can yeah. do that. <laughs> yeah, I so want gross. to see sounds today. Oh, it's so disgusting. Oh. And we would do that every Friday. Mm-hmm. Oh, I remember like it didn't turning my stereo up Thursday. to 11, driving into the gym with just like oh, Rick yeah. Ross blaring. And, and like then everybody like, would get there and you'd just be. Max it was like the Friday. Co- it, was, it was one of the coolest things in the world. Yeah. It was such a great environment. Oh, it was. A, and we still have pictures and videos of all yep. of that, those times. So it's always fun to look back on. Yeah. I think I'm just now. <laughs> It sounds so funny to say that I feel like I'm getting old because I'm 28, and a lot of people listening to this are kind of probably going to be like laugh and think what an idiot he is. But yeah. 28 years old, if I were to do any of that now, oh, I'd yeah. be done for like two days. It is an interesting thing. I feel like that kind of like CrossFit weightlifting culture has kind of died off. Like people are almost too knowledgeable yeah. about their training. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where I don't go to a gym anymore and see people just like maxing out and yelling at each other right. almost at all. I'm right. sure it occurs, but yeah, I, I mean, ne- I, I, I must never a drop time into and a place a gym. for everything. Yeah. Uh, like if you're maxing out, yeah, you can get loud, but like that was like the way we talked to each other. Yeah. That wasn't like an act. I remember means. sending each other text messages like, Sitting here at work, dreaming about picking weights up. Like <laughs> yeah. it was yeah. like we were literally we just would, living like, for the about gym the, at the, the time. Type of caffeine that we like. I yeah. remember I had a Tim Hortons on my way uh, in from where I was working, and I would stop. I I specifically remember going through the drive-through and asking for a four-shot black eye. So it was a coffee with four added shots of espresso oh, yeah. into it. And I pulled up to the window, and the the guy was a younger guy. He looked at me. He's like, "Dude, what are you gonna go do after this?" <laughs> and I was like, "I'm actually headed to the gym." And he just kind of like looked at me like I was crazy because, to be honest, I was crazy at that time. It was dumb. It was very dumb. But um, but yeah, now we're here and we're like living a relatively professional adult life. Yeah. Uh, and lifting weights. Yeah. What do you do for your training right now? Now that you're not slamming. Yeah. A thousand. Well, I guess a whole gram of caffeine in oh, a day. Gosh, it's so gross. Sounds um, like when you're doing actual drugs. Right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, technically. Um, yeah, I'm a, I am a, I don't know if like, it's so weird to say like professional CrossFitter. Yeah. Um, I feel like people that aren't cross in the functional fitness world, that probably makes a little bit more sense. Yeah. I mean, I compete at a professional level on a mixed team of four. So, um, in the CrossFit world, you can either compete as an individual um, or you can compete on a team which consists of two guys and two girls. Mm-hmm. Um, so 
when I ended up leaving CrossFit Grand Rapids to compete for eighth day, um, my first like real professional competition was the 2018 um, CrossFit Regionals in Nashville, RIP. Um, and then after that, um, you know, we went top 10. We took ninth place, which was insane. Mm-hmm. They changed the whole schedule and season, uh, and now there's sanctioned events that replaced regionals, and um, you have to win an event to qualify for the CrossFit Games. So now, you know, we travel all over the world, uh, literally speaking. Um, yeah, what's where are you going? To, Egypt. Yeah, to try and to try and win one of these sanctionals. So yeah. last year we were in um, Australia in January. And then we competed at the Granite Games. I feel like uh, the, which was that, in Minnesota. like the, if people aren't in the know about CrossFit, that almost requires its own episode. It does, yeah. With and how we can complex chat about it that. is to make it. To it's insane. The CrossFit, yeah. Games, I mean, it which is a is professional the, sport at that level. Yeah. I mean, you're. Oh. Um, it's you're as much as anything the, else. You know, you weren't. You're not going to see the. Are you going to Cairo? Yeah. Or was, yeah. yeah, you're going to Egypt. There. You're not going to see that on ESPN. So it like goes right. in the same category is like cycling triathlons yeah it's performance uh, sport that uh until you are in like for cycling until you're in the tour de france it's yeah. not going to be you know um like streamed live yeah so the goal is to qualify for the crossfit games which are held in madison wisconsin but so, it yeah. falls in the same category of professionalism where you're not getting this contract that is right. like a 50 million dollar contract sure. you're going off uh, you your know, own funds, own funds, right. and then sponsorships, yep. and then uh, possibly taking away some money if you yeah, if end you up win or place, the, yeah, yeah, top three or whatever. So, so actually, the other head coach, uh, Michael Poss, he's my male teammate, and then we have two females on the team as well. Um, Jessica Schwartz, she lives in Tampa, Florida, and then Taylor Nisley, she lives in Milford, Michigan. So we had to, we just qualified. Um, for the Elfit CrossFit Championship, which is in Cairo, Egypt. Um, we leave for that in the second week of April, um, and then we plan on competing in Vancouver and then New Jersey in this season. So three big shots to try and uh, win a competition and, and punch our ticket for the CrossFit Games. That's what I, that's what I do. That's what I train for uh, so you do day cra- in, day out. CrossFit, CrossFit. functional fitness training, which yeah. is... A little bit of everything. A little bit of everything. Be Olympic, good at everything. Yeah, Boom. Olympic lifting, power lifting, gymnastics, uh, endurance Aerobic, training. Yeah, uh, calisthenics, literally any form, swimming, yeah. biking. I was going to say it's con- trail consisted running. of everything ever yeah. now at this point. Anything and everything that you could think of that could be tested in terms of fitness. Um we have to be relatively yeah. good at. So um, whenever people are like, well. hey, should I try CrossFit? I'm like, if you enjoy variety, yeah. try yeah, CrossFit. general fitness, yeah. If you're the kind of person that eats two eggs and two slices of bacon every morning for the past 10 years yeah. and you like to go to the gym and do chest day Monday, leg yeah. day Tuesday, yeah. like if Cross you are not a variety not. person. Yeah, unless you're looking to spice it up yes. a little bit. You know what I'm saying? So uh, what do you do? You are. I've done a little bit of yeah, everything. Kind of started. Yeah, we started competing in CrossFit together. Together. Um, I actually learned to Olympic six lift. Years ago. Before- so when you said 2014, when we met, sorry. Yeah. I, I'm thinking like in my head, I'm thinking, oh, that's not that long ago. Well, 2014. But then you say it out loud, and yeah. It's, that was six years ago. 15, 16, 17, 18. 19. Yeah, I mean we're on our seventh year of seventh of being buddies. Yeah. 
Um, so yeah, when we first met, we, yeah, you I actually started... learned to Olympic lift at Northwestern State University and uh, LSU before I got into CrossFit, which was a weird. That was not the case at the time. Almost and everybody. Generally, that's not how yeah. people follow that path, anyways. No. Um, and then we competed for a while, and I got really good at Olympic lifting out of nowhere. Very, and so I very good people. <laughs> I decided to. I broke off and did that for a while. I did three years of just Olympic lifting training. Yeah. Uh, at my highest, I was third in the nation at the university national championship, or I guess it was under twenty-five. And I took fifth at the Arnold uh, in my weight class yep. in 2017. And that was... That was the crazy weight cut year, right? Oh, uh, yeah. So yeah. that was a weird year going from 200 pounds to 169 pounds. I had it to lose. It was just like insane. cutting for a bodybuilding competition. In- it was brutal. Um, and then I had a bad injury to my neck, and that shut me down for a long time. Almost and- a year. Yeah, a year of not being able to hold more than like uh, 125 pounds overhead. Yeah. Whereas I was, was like clean and jerking almost 400 pounds yeah. before that. So, um, yeah, when I said really, you were strong that was earlier, like, people don't understand. That was like rock bottom. That was like some of the hardest days of my life was like, not being able I, to everything train. hurts. I don't want to go to the gym. Yeah. I need, but I then I would like have this mental battle where it was like, well, I'm good at, weightlifting so i need to go train and i'm just gonna get better and that kind of stuff and it didn't so uh i just started doubling down on the coaching life yeah i have competed since but like right now i've been at the school so much that i'm just doing like a uh full body kind of bodybuilding program yeah where i'm doing like a strength movement or an olympic lift and then i'll do uh like an upper push like volume day and a lower pole sure. like deadlift and then i'll just keep flip-flopping that back and forth and i also s- switch the plane and stuff that i'm doing it in so some so days, you still you still olympic lift yeah in the in this program that you're doing but it's yeah, kind of I a think maintenance I could actually program. like i don't know if i really want to weight cut but i'm still pretty strong you know oh, yeah. i'm not that's an understanding probably like 20 pounds off my personal best ever okay but um it's just not something like i'm doubled down on Granville strength, I want to be the strongest high school in the country. Sure. Um, or on the on the planet. That's yeah. usually the goal is like I want us to be the strongest high school on the planet. Yeah. And if we just end up being the best in North America, yeah. Oh darn. What is it? Shoot for the moon if you miss. You land in the stars. You land in the stars. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. Um so do you think you'll compete again? You know, it's it's hard to say. Yeah. Um my body is feeling pretty good, but I'm also loving just kind of like doing whatever I want. Sure. That is something that is frustrating is for me, uh, just I need to be able to focus on work and the high school yeah. and then anything else I was doing was kind of on the side. Whereas when yeah. I was like full on Olympic lifting training, I feel like sometimes I wasn't being the best coach I could be. Sure. Because I was either exhausted or I was, you know, not spending as much time, uh, you know, running the program as yeah. I needed to be. I think we, I was still doing a so great job. It was hard job. to find balance. The, the balance. Yeah. Right. So and right now I feel like I found very good balance. Sure. And I could technically compete. I was this close to getting back into competing in CrossFit. Yeah, it was close. But it's it was also hard well, for no, me to find. Well, no, not that long ago you were going to do the the. 
the power. Yeah, the super total meat. Super total. Yeah, and you got but sick. I, yeah, I was really sick. So um, it's coming. Yeah, I think you need to catch that bug again because it's you know I mean you know too it's motivating but yeah I think your gifts are uh, they need to be I think portrayed yeah or, or, or you know. You need use, to use it. I need, yeah. You're, you're um, young enough. For me, the hard the the hardest thing is being individual. Yeah. Um, I do so much better. That's why this podcast I think is gonna work. Yeah. I've tried to do other things and I just don't do as well if other people aren't dependent sure. on me. So sure. that's why I can yeah, accountability do so great is at the school. Huge. Um there are a lot of people that can be an individual athlete. Sure. Yeah, I can't do it. They never miss. Yep. You know, a training session, that kind of stuff, but I, I just can't do it. So. Well, and and you look at our backgrounds and you think, <laughs> um, you know, we both grew up like I grew up playing hockey and lacrosse. You grew up playing football. Like um, those team atmospheres are what we thrived in. Yeah. In which you know why it's so easy for me to find that balance or have that motivation, um, because I you know I have three other people that are relying on me, where and many people don't know this. Um, but like Olympic lifting, um, Olympic weightlifting, you know, at, at the higher levels, your sessions are alone. You're following your own program, yeah. right? Your coach probably isn't there watching you, spending time with you. Unless um, if you happen to be able to train at yeah, the same gym yeah. as your coach. I mean, you have headphones on for most of the time, yeah. and you're in your own head doing your time. own thing yeah. the whole time. And that wears on you. I mean, mm-hmm. you did it for three years. I mean, you got to, you know the most elite level that you could get at at that time. Uh, and you got a little bur- burnt out from it. And yeah. that, you know, that happens in that sport all the time. And it happens. I mean, CrossFit's the same way. Yeah. It's yep. any, any sport, like I, I bet triathlon is the same way. Cause it's, I mean, you might train, but most people yeah. are not training with a team. They're usually just putting on yeah, and actually, hours and hours and hours on the yep. road in the, in a lake, yep. those kinds of things by themselves. Yeah, and uh, you know the owner of Eighth Day, Joe, um, he was uh, an Olympic decathlete um, for many years, many many years. Um, and we just had this conversation the other day. Um, the level that they trained at was not sustainable unless they had people training with them. Yeah, you know it takes a certain type of crazy to train by yourself every day um, without people there even in the same room maybe they're not following that same program but just around you um to create somewhat of an an atmosphere of you know team so uh, and we'll get joe on the podcast in the future as well but um let's try and wrap this thing up a little bit yeah Um, i was gonna say we really went on a tangent i don't remember what we were talking about i have no idea but oh wow okay cool um well yeah i mean in the future we have obviously a ton of topics that we want to try and cover Mm -hmm. um everywhere from uh from food uh, and, and getting into specifics of different types of diets, um, timing of nutrition, what different athletes should be eating, um, you know, good carbs, bad carbs. Should I eat keto? Should yeah. I take supplements? What supplements should I take? Uh, anything and everything relating to nutrition, to recovery. Um, training information, yeah, you know, just kind of myths, some of the things that debugging or just methods in general that maybe people don't know about. Yeah. Um, we might even dive into things that are off the, the topic of fitness in general and just talk about life topics as yeah, well. Like routines. Yeah. Um, Meal prepping. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. You know. And then I also, I think it'd be really cool to get, I mean, we have, it sounds funny to say, but 
we have a lot of friends that are very knowledgeable mm-hmm. uh, in a lot of different things. Yeah, and very high we've level of what they do for yeah, sure. Yeah, we've mentioned a few of them, but we have. Uh, I think having a lot of guests on the show would be really cool too. Um, to start diving into, you know, just like professionals in other aspects of um, the health and fitness community. Yeah, um, for sure. And kind of picking their brain and getting to know them a little bit more. Yeah, I'm excited, man. Like I said, this is I tr- cool. We, I didn't think it'd go this smooth. Yeah. Like to just talk and like hang out. I mean, we're sitting in my basement with a light on us and my phone recording this. And it's not any different than when we go to get coffee, though. So. Sure. Sure. So normally think, it will be like Monday night with a glass of bourbon. Yeah, we're drinking this coffee. This is like, so. this is a Wednesday morning. We'll call this a coffee conversation sure. because we're just going to do this when it balances out, when we can get yeah. together and do this with no stress. We don't want it to be a thing. Yeah, and I I never want this to be forced. And I yeah. I mean obviously being friends, it's conversations like this are never um difficult to have and we can just continue to ramble and ramble. Yeah, well I mean you said it was gonna be short. It's and like, yeah, that's true for like twenty to thirty minutes. <laughs> Four, thirty would be a it's lot. It's like from SpongeBob. So forty nine minutes <laughs> <yeah>. later. <laughs> Four hours later. Um but yeah, we'll we'll have some bourbon in future episodes. We'll have guests on, we'll talk about you know, normal topics, controversial topics. Maybe Ooh, we'll have the wife on one episode. We'll do some wild stuff. On purpose? I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> probably not. Hopefully not. I don't know. We'll see. Uh, and then Chandler's probably going to be hanging out with us a lot of the time, too. So he's been good this episode. He's a pretty good, he's been a pretty good boy. Um, but if you made it this far, Thanks. thank you. This is uh, kind of test episode one so yeah i'm having fun i don't care if we're the only ones listening to this yeah this is something i know where we that get to just at least hang out. people we know are gonna listen yeah. to it so yeah and this Podcasts is just fun. the best it, man, it gives us an excuse yeah. to literally hang out yeah so um thanks again for listening and then uh tune into the next one we'll try yeah. and get some type of routine um in terms of of posting and then kind of getting some social media out there to to start marketing this thing a little bit more Bourbon and balance boys. Do we say boys or? I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Bye. Bye.